This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Said podcast. It's something for the weekend time. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com, and your host. Joining me one last time on something for the weekends this season, Mr. Chris Bird. Welcome. Hello. How are you? Or should I say the prophet? The prophet who said it's going to go down to the last game. Months ago. Yeah, well, last year, didn't you? <laughs> I think I did say it was last year, yeah. Were you referring to relegation? <laughs> No comment. <laughs> yeah, we have to rein in how specific uh, your uh, it's going to go down to the last game of the season. I think it was in reference of uh, European uh, action. Was that when we I were still 11th? Yeah, I think it might have been, yeah. Yeah, so I think by now everybody knows what the situation is. Three riders in this race for the conference league spots. Aston Villa in pole position, followed by Spurs and Brentford. Villa, if they beat Brighton, it's game over. We are seventh and we are off to, I don't know, Malta, Gibraltar, Kyrgyzstan, wherever uh, the Europa Conference League takes place. Thursday nights in Kazakhstan. Spurs, though, are away to Leeds. I think that's a tough fixture because Leeds have got to go down throw-in, surely. You would think so, yeah. Whether that will uh, leave them open at the back, ripe for the picking for Spurs' considerable forward talents, we shall see. Then the dark horse, Brentford, who uh, entertain Manchester City. They do. They entertain the champions. The only team to beat Manchester City at the Etihad as well. And I think they'll fancy their chances here because Manchester City, as well as already winning the league, next week play the uh, FA Cup final. So they'll surely be focusing on that. Pep made four changes, didn't he? Was it four changes against uh, Brighton in midweek? Yeah, we'd already made eight, didn't he, against Chelsea the game before. So Yeah, I think they'll be resting uh, Johalans probably, you know, the top brass four at uh, this game. So Brentford, if Villa draw, 
or lose, Brentford can take us with a win. And of course, if you know Spurs get a win and we don't uh, match that, then uh, they will take it. But it, it seems that Spurs don't really want it, judging by how they've been playing recently. Excuse me, I have a uh, cold. Hopefully uh, it will be shaken off before the Brighton game because I don't want it to uh, get in the way with any potential celebrations. So I will try to add an extra 5% enthusiasm to make up for the uh, nasal down... Extra 10% in phlegm. Downswing. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, off the top, congrats are in order for Rachel Daly who wins the Women's Super League Player of the Year. Overall... So the best player in the whole of the Super League. So that's, I think, spot on, really, because... She transformed the team, didn't she? Yeah. Played for England at fullback previously. None of that nonsense for Villa, straight up front. And as I've said from the outset, she just reminds me of a uh, female David Platt. Got it all. Knows where the goal is as well. She does indeed. Well, she's on for the golden boot, isn't she, as well? Yeah. Speaking of the last game for Villa, a meeting I had uh, outside of the club, actually, just saying that they were concerned with people coming on the pitch to potentially uh, getting in the way of the lap of appreciation. So I think there's a, you may have watched it already by the time you uh, get this, but uh, there's a uh, John McGinn video uh, telling people to stay off the pitch or subtly mentioning it, uh, apparently on its way. Before we go on, a big shout out to the sponsors of these shows. NordVPN, if you're in the market for a decent VPN package to provide safety for your online browsing and streaming, especially if you've got a Fire Stick, or you want access, because obviously you can change your IP address, you want access to other TV packages that might be cheaper than the ones that you have to use for whatever country you are in, then NordVPN offers a deal where I think you get about 60% off and also on top of that you get four months free and best of all you also get 30-day money-back guarantee so you can trial it you can use it up to six devices so you can share around your family and it's very useful for a multitude of things so for the price of a coffee a month it's worth checking out go to www.nordvpn.com slash moms m-o-m-s and get further details there. Thank you very much. Right, this is not the normal show if you are new to this show. This is something for the weekend where we catch up on the the latest Villa news since the main show. And we do that by getting things going with a Villa Minute. So over to you, Mr. Bud. Villa kept their European hopes alive for the final day of the season with a hard-fought point at Anfield, killing off Liverpool's hopes of the Champions League in the process. With Spurs losing 3-1 at home to Brentford in the early kickoff, Emery's side knew a point would leapfrog them over those cut me <coughs> to seventh position. A laser-focused Villa went about their job and in an excellent first-half display, bounced back from an Ollie Watkins penalty miss to go in 1-0 ahead through a superbly taken Jacob Ramsey goal. It could have been more as the hosts had barely a shot on goal against a superb Villa performance. Predictably, Liverpool put the squeeze on Villa after the break with a disallowed goal saving Villa from the Scouse onslaught. Organised and resolute, it was backs to the wall as wave after wave of Liverpool attack were fended off until Bobby Firmino levelled the game in the dying moments. That was until it was announced there were 10 minutes of added time still to play. Villa did well to see out the time without much panic. One all it finished. Point importantly meant that Europa Conference League qualification is in their own hands. At the end of season awards, Douglas Louise's season was rewarded with the Fans and Players Player of the Year awards. Jacob Ramsey snaps up Young Player of the Year alongside his Premier 
Premier League Academy Player of the Year award, while Bertrand Triore's last gasp stunner at Leicester won goal of the season. Rachel Daly deservedly scooped the Women's Player of the Year to go alongside her WSL Player of the Year gong. Now all attention turns to a genuine must-win game in terms of European football. Emery and Co, knowing three points on home soil against Brighton, will sign the season off perfectly with European football secured for the first time since 2010. It's time for manager, players and fans to all play their part on the perfect season send-off at Villa Park. Are you ready? I am ready. Philippe Coutinho isn't ready. He's out again. Chambers and Carlos <laughs> uh, missed the Liverpool trip, but uh, they should be back. We're doing this before Emery's press conference because uh, it's a late one for them. Alex Moreno remains a serious doubt. Yeah, it's a shame. He was like the blood sacrifice, wasn't he, Anfield? It's a great block, but he probably overstretched in the process and... Last yeah. didn't even last 10 minutes, did he? Yeah, so we're hoping that Luca Dean is 100%. Because yeah. he had another shoulder knock, didn't he? He seems to get them every couple of weeks. Yeah, because you don't really want to be going into this game with uh, Young at left-back, because I just it just take away... Uh, wait, I mean, I think he's, he does still get forward there, because obviously he's, you know, he's used to playing left-wing. I mean, he used to play left-wing uh, in his Villa days, so mm-hmm. at least it, it's a decent third option, shall we say, if our first two left-backs are, are out because obviously Cash mm-hmm. is back. So I've just talked my way out of that but being a, a real inconvenience. But it's pretty simple. Let's just got to win. And then yeah. the day turns into a giddy last day in the sun, hopefully. The main doubt is what kind of team... Brighton put out. I mean, it made me laugh with uh, De Zerbi, the the manager who was on the pitch, I think their last game at the Amex when they pretty much secured, uh, I mean, unless there was like a 15-goal swing. In terms of goal difference, they're always going to get the Europa League, but he went on the pitch and said, we need one more point. We want Europa League, not Europa Conference League. (laughs) Poo-pooed that one straight away. Yeah, cheers, mate. Well, we'll we'll take that off your hands then, shall we? We need another point to play Europa League. Because we want to play in Europa League, not in conference. But they got the point, didn't they? Against City, they deserved deserved to as well. They played really well, especially in the first half. They gave it they gave it a right good go. I, I think they'll give other players a chance. Obviously, uh, they might have to lose the odd player going into uh, the summer. I think the fact they're in Europe, like the proper Europa League, uh, will help them fend off a certain level of interest. But they'll want to get some uh, of their, let's say, fringe players blooded a bit more for next season. So surely they'll uh, throw them in. The thing is, that's not necessarily a a good thing for the opposition. No, if you've got players who are hungry to impress, then it's a uh, yeah. Because there's yeah. a there's a there's a double cliche at the end of the season games, and they kind of cancel each other out. One is the opposition's on the beach because they're they've achieved what they have to achieve that season or they've you know they've they're in mid table so there's nothing really at stake so you expect well we should be able to you know impose your will and uh, win especially if you score first but then you get the teams that are just relaxed stroke nothing to play for so they give play it one with freedom play with freedom but also they may be playing with players that have got something to prove so it just the other teams kind of humstrung with a bit of tension while this team is playing with freedom, they don't really care. And sometimes that's where you get, sometimes you get these high scoring score draws. Uh, these or, crazy games of football, don't you? Yeah. So uh, you don't know how this one's going to play out. But I think with somebody like Emery, who is pragmatic in terms of the result that he wants and how he gets it, it will be like making sure the horse doesn't bolt in terms of the game. And mm-hmm. you'll just want to keep it under measured control. 
And of course, you know, if you get the first goal here, then it helps massively in terms of controlling the game and uh, guiding it to where you want it to be. Because if you can take the zest out of the game, if you want nil up and make it boring, then the other team just like plays out the remaining minutes and, you know, fucks off on the beach, don't they? But if the game becomes a live event, then uh, it might do if uh, Brighton take the lead then anything can happen. It's, um, yeah, it's a, not necessarily a stick or twist game, but it's one of these ones you don't want to be too gung-ho, do you? you just want to get the job done, but not like open the game up too much either. It's a kind of a, as you said, if you if you score the first goal, I think everyone relaxes. And then you just grind them down, don't you? Until they're bored of being at Villa Park. Yeah. But historically, uh, well, in recent time, Brighton, home or away, we've lost just one of the last seven games. And I think at home, we normally take care of business against Brighton. Yeah, we lost to them, was it during the lockdown period, if I remember rightly? I think we lost to them during the lockdown yeah. period. But other than yeah. that, we've tended to be reasonably good. And in a game like this, I think the, the fan factor plays into it enormously. I mean, that's the only game we've lost against Brighton since uh, 1980, which, funny enough, we won the league then. In that season, it was uh, December mm-hmm. 1980. But subsequently, I mean, the last two games against them have been away, and we've won both of those. Mm-hmm. Even Gerard could beat them. We had a knack of kind of shit housing them, didn't we? On our, on our on their in their own backyard, where we would kind of spoil the game a little bit. I remember the game. Obviously, it was Emery's second one, wasn't it? The first away one, and we just nicked two goals and basically re- like really took the piss. To be honest, didn't we? With time wasting and stuff like that on the on the day. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's a game you don't fear, but they're they're a team that are, I mean, they've been sensational this season to give yeah, them they credit. Have. Yeah. You saw them against City in, in midweek. I think they had, is it 20 shots? There's only like Wolves, I think, in 2019. Atletico Madrid in 2009 have ever attempted more shots in a game against the Pep Guardiola side so it shows that they're you know, when they need the result they go after it it's weird because they can play like that or you saw in the previous few weeks so they went to Forest and got turned over they got battered by Everton on the home patch and they kind of you know it was a competitive game against Southampton so it's kind of strange to sort of work out how to how to play them 
because uh, if we go back to this is kind of nearer the start of the year when we when we started to get some momentum probably about let's say march when we re- we did a episode predicting where we'd finish mm-hmm. i actually said would would be above spurs which at that time was uh, quite a long shot but it was it was down to uh, looking at the fixtures breaking it down you know seeing where the momentum were where where spurs were at that time brighton had a shitload of games to play now you were kind of giving them an extra, you know, they'd get at least some points against the big guns. But the way they went about it, they they dropped points against Forest, Everton, and then uh, beat Manchester United and Arsenal, and then got a point against City. So they deserve it. So that one hundred percent, they deserve it. Yeah, I saw that there. I think there's the two mad stats that I saw that were Brighton, I think, fourth highest in the whole of Europe for possession across the season, which is mad for a, a you know, sixth place team to be on a par with sort of City, Bayern, and Barca. And then shots per game, they're the third, only behind Bayern and Real Madrid. Yeah, if we beat Brighton, we're one point down from where I had us. And that was, uh, I had us drawing at Wolves. You know, that was being conservative. So uh, I had us finishing just above Brighton, but I think they're just slightly better off. I think mainly because of their win against Arsenal. I, I mean, I wasn't envisaging they would get all three points there and at a canter. But when you look at, uh, in terms of their form, what is behind uh, them being where they are, this is the problem. You, you look at their away form, and in terms of their away record this season, they have the fourth best away record, which if you want to finish Champions League places, then it helps because that's what separates the men from the boys, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they've managed to go to places like Old Trafford and Arsenal and and pick up good wins, and deservedly so as well. So to have the fourth best away record, the the irony is they're actually, their home record's worse than Villa's. I mean, only by a point, uh, Villa have played uh, one less game but they're eighth best in the league. So they'll be looking at that and thinking, well, actually, if, we, if we're going to push on, we need to be, uh, I think, looking at it, they've won, out of 19 games, they've won 10, drew four, lost five. And I think if they wanted to go anywhere above where they finish now, and by the way, this is the best season they've ever had in terms of the league, they need to uh, lose less games at home, but they would love to replicate that away form. They play good football. <laughs> and they've you know, they've been defensively solid. It's a pretty it's a pretty sort of simple combination. And I suppose you've got to give them extra credit because they lost you know, a couple of their best players and Facade, they lost their manager yeah. earlier in the yeah and in the season. You thought oh, you know the wheels could really fall off here, and they actually they got better by having a new manager. And they clearly believe in what they're doing sort of off the pitch in terms of things like transfer strategy. This is the bottom line uh, for Villa in this summer window. Perslow's and the owners have indicated separately that uh, they're going bold. And it's it's going to be, you know, they're taking up the, the operation up a level. But there is something to say, well, it's all right saying that, but there is a dangerous path if you start to drop 50, 60 million on players and it becomes a flex rather than actually uh, improving things. Because you just got to look at Brighton and you think, well, Brighton are all so close now. They've got that team down to a pat. They just need to add that extra bit of quality, maybe a striker, shall we say, which has always been a ongoing thing with Brighton is if they've always well in recent years have played good football even when they're in the championship it was just the finishing off their impressive final third play Mm -hmm. they were lacking so there's that and it's always hard to uh, get a decent striker isn't it Uh, at Premier League level it will give you 20 goals as we know and at the level they were at previously where they were always considered slightly unfashionable it might be sort of going into next year they're they're viewed as a little bit more kind of hipstery almost maybe like a Villarreal were on the continent yeah they should do well in the Consistently, but they punch above their weight. You just wonder how many of their players will remain 
Um, you know, in terms of like the really big ones, like you know your Alexis McAllister guys like that, who will get offers, obviously, in, uh, from bigger clubs to leave. I'd imagine. Yeah, but and, and the thing about them is obviously, can they stretch the squad and still be involved in Europa League next season? Yeah. And this is why I think you'll see a few of their, let's say, fringe players get games against Villa because they've got to have one eye on that. They've got to be able to play on two mm-hmm. fronts. And they've been rotating every game for the last sort of ten weeks because they knew that they had. You know, the fixture pileup. They've had yeah. to rest players, and luckily, strangely, when they've been resting a lot, they've tended to do quite well. They've yeah, they've, they've done really, really used, well. They've, actually used, yeah. they've, they've used a relatively small squad really well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a masterclass in rotation. To be fair to them, yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at Villa in comparison, and they pretty much had to stretch to play in the same team with give or take one or two players, depending on injuries. Yep. Now you would like Villa to be in that situation where they've got a hardcore, I don't know, 15, 16 that they can rotate and without any drop in performance or, you know, expectations, you, you still, you can change three, four players out and expect the same result with no in- excuses. Mm-hmm. If not more in certain areas. It's nice. It's just nice to have options. In the calendar year of uh, 2023, I mean, Brighton have dropped off a little bit. They're just behind Villa. Villa are in sixth now. Brighton are seventh. Villa have got 46 points. Villa have actually played one game less. So the season kind of ended a bit too short for Villa, didn't it, really? A few more games, or if Gerrard had bagged the odd point here and there, I think Villa would have had that Europa League uh, spot quite comfortably, and who knows, uh, maybe more. So it kind of ended at a bad time. Brighton, I think they're probably glad it finished when it did. You could imagine that the, the, the levels might have dropped off slightly with the, just the, the sheer fatigue when they were playing that many games, sort of yeah. you know, pretty much playing every three or four days the last few weeks. But uh, an outstanding season. And they deserve, deserve to be where they are. But yeah, in terms of those fringe players, just going back to Brighton and being split across two fronts next season with the Europa League, but also the, just the extent of what they've got coming through on the conveyor belts. Yeah. 55% of all goals scored by teenagers in the Premier League this season have been scored by Brighton. They've scored 11 of the 20. Yep. Which, you know, how excited we get about uh, teenagers, you know, Cameron Archer or whatever about to break it. But this is like, uh, this is, you know, this is a proper amount of goals by teenagers, 11. And that's, uh, is it NC, uh, NC so guy who scored absolute worldy against City? Yeah. Evan Ferguson, who's been playing up front, is like a real talent. You know, he's going to be a really good player. Um, yeah. And then there's uh, Buenanote who's been coming in there. They've all had kind of breakout seasons and you you know, you know need that when you're a club the size of Brighton. You need to have that conveyor belt. You need to make your own, a bit like you know Southampton down the road used to do on a regular basis. You have to have that. You can't just go out and drop big money on players. If you can bring them through yourself, of course, the business model becomes very lean and mean. Yeah, and I did mention Brighton and Brentford to uh, Johan Lang when I spoke to him and he got a bit uh, frosty about the Brighton mention. Mm. But uh, that's where Villa have to be because it's going to be hard to you know compete against the likes of Newcastle and the Champions League teams in this going bold, which hopefully isn't reckless. But you also you need to have that conveyor belt. And there's no excuses, is there? I mean, the, the two guys they've got in, one guy from Real Betis, is to sharpen up, I would say, let's say, Latin Spanish scouting uh, department because I think they want a more technically astute and sound team going forward across the board. Yeah. And a certain amount of efficiency as well. You know, you look at someone like Everton who've spent a truckload of money and they're going into the final day, again, sort of fighting for their survival. You know, just spend, spending money willy-nilly doesn't guarantee success. De Zerbi has, has said, uh, I mean, he, in, in his pre-match, he basically said, you know, how Emery has changed their style 
and it's a very clear style of play and they uh, have big players in the position to uh, make that clear style effective. He said we have to arrive ready but obviously he knows that we are fast starters and highlighted that they are not on their holidays just yet but I still think that you know the young players will get a run out and that's not a you know that's not a necessarily a good thing from a Villa point of view I think they'll be uh, pepped up they'll have the exuberance of youth talented youth and it'll be uh, a tricky one yeah and they'll have you know, McAllister was on the bench against City as was Dunk who's probably been two of their best players this season they'll you'd imagine they'll play uh, well Mc- yeah McAllister's their top scorer it might, it might be his swan song you, you don't know Solly Marsh yeah. is uh, him and uh, Matoma are on seven goals behind uh, McAllister's ten Actually, uh, Gross has uh, got nine as well from midfield. I mean, their midfield is just stacked. All their goals pretty much come from the midfield. Yeah. That's what I keep saying about, uh, you know, they need that forward to uh, step up. If they have a forward, if their midfield score the same amount of goals next season as they do now, and they have a forward that actually outscores them, then they'll be a serious beast, uh, Brighton. I mean, if you, as you said, if you, you put a 20 goals a season striker in that team, bloody hell. Yeah, it becomes very scary because they've got a uh, they've got a midfield where, let's say, fantasy football league players have probably been uh, tapping into the Brighton midfield across the season because yeah. I know they, there's goals in them. Yes. Yeah. Right. With that said, let's round this off one last time so I can blow my nose and uh, take some medicine to get me ready for that Brighton game at the weekend. <laughs> Mom's pulls panel result. Home win. Ooh, look at that. Not even flinching. Home win. I've got a bad feeling about Brentford coming out from the blind side, but you've got to go with Villa's recent form over Brighton. And we need to keep that kind of big dog mentality when we play Brighton. And our record generally at home in games where we've had to get a result has generally been quite good down the years. You look at our semi-final record, etc. When you've got the fans on side, we generally get the job done. Factor in fans, factor in clear objective, Brighton have theirs, so I'll have to go home win as well. If you were betting, you would have to uh, bet on that because all the factors align, but you know that's potentially when it's dangerous, that's when it becomes a shock. But I think it's not going to be easy, so it may go to the bitter end because if Brentford are leading or Spurs are leading, then you're going to have a squeaky bum all the way through that game unless you're two goals Mm. plus up. So there's the, the... trepidation even when Villa are winning if it's only by one goal and any of those two teams are also winning then you know one laps and uh, the whole thing turns to shit there's the extra right thank you very much for listening and we'll join you again in the main show so hopefully one final three points for the Villa days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered 
by fans.